Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I welcome a Bellator winner from the weekend and discuss the WWE's newest couple. Former WWE superstar turned MMA fighter Jake Hager, you may remember him as Jack Swagger, joins us to talk about his big win at Bellator 221. Plus, after a series of tweets over the weekend, WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins confirms his relationship with Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion Becky Lynch on Instagram. Shall we call them Seth and Becky Three Belts or Becky and Seth Three Belts? All this right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Formerly known Jack Swagger, Jake Hager getting a win over TJ Jones. And yes. To explain another to Another victory. Yes, another victory for Jake Hager. And listen, the controversy is, is that when there was the tap out, he didn't let go. He waited a little bit. I guess yeah. it, I guess it's it, it's it, you're talking seconds. It was only a few seconds, but didn't let go r- right away. And I can understand where he's coming from because he mentioned his last fight and right. last fight where his opponent was still punching. So to me, unless I hear otherwise, I'm not going to let go. And let's talk about this great win and let's bring in Jake Hager right now. Jake, how are you today? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Hear and for, you're fine. First of all, congratulations on your win. Yeah, thank you. That was awesome. I was I, I called you last night and I was I was excited that you won. Uh but also uh preface the conversation with um uh, hopefully you were able to clean off your clean yourself off. Get all that, get all that sweat and grime off you. Hey, you know uh, it's the heavyweight division. I think I'm kind of used to it uh, by now because when you know you see that guy, you see like uh, a big guy. So it's kind of one of those things where you expect. Mark, you're obviously not a Game of Thrones fan because you called me right in the middle of the second to last episode. I almost had like a who is calling me moment. And then I saw it was you. And then I, so I had to back down a, a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, brother, I apologize. I'm not a Game of Thrones fan. They, Alex yeah. just asked me, he was like, uh, do, are you a Game of Thrones fan? Never watch one episode. No. Uh, obviously, uh, I haven't either. I'm not hooked on it at all. Uh, <laughs> but I'm glad I called you back, and now I'm here. Oh, man. Well, I'm, I appreciate you coming on with such short notice. Um, I, I thought you got a bum rap, you know, when, when the crowd started booing because they didn't know the backline story. Uh, that, that last fight that you had, there was an issue with you not sinking it in and because you felt like you know maybe he was tapping that that he you know you you was trying to get him to tap but he you know the referee didn't call it 
like you were, you had him locked in. So I could see you um, not letting go until you had a defining referee separation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I had specific instructions from Mike Beltran, who's a great referee. He told me he will get me off him, but to continue fighting until he does. So I took that to the point. Um, you know, you could say bum rap, but the MMA fans are, are very passionate. Um, I'm a I'm a very passionate fighter, too. I need to know that it's the referee, and uh, I can't afford be afforded the luxury of thinking it's over. I need to know. I mean, that's where you get hurt is when you start guessing in there. Jake, what was it like, though, as you're being interviewed after the fight and a great win and you're happy uh, and getting the booze from the crowd? Does the booze bother you at all? Oh, you know I loved it. Uh, what you saw in that moment was a real reaction. I mean, that's one thing, Mark, you know me, that's one thing you will always get from me, a sincere, honest reaction. And you could see it, it pissed me off. And it was, it was under my skin, and uh, I, I responded in uh, such a way. Um, but coming into it, this is why being a pro wrestler makes me a better pro fighter, is because I've been to the Rosemont All-State Arena a uh, hundred times. I'm sure I've wrestled marks there. We know what that crowd is going to be like and expect. And guess what? It's my advantage. And and I I definitely could see you being excited and having a home feeling of a home field advantage. Uh, Dave and I were discussing the fact that in sports you have a victor, and usually the victor is the good guy. But every team has a good guy. So you know we talked about like Kawhi Leonard last night hitting a game winning shot and. In his home field, they're going to cheer him. But if that game would have been on the road, mm. they would have booed him. And But it's not like that in the fight game. In the fight game, you know, like for somebody to cheer you, um, it's, it comes from a place of respect and they really wanted to see you win. When they, when they see you, when they boo you in a fight, then you must feel like, Wow, like I don't deserve that. I feel betrayed. Did you feel betrayed by the fans when they booed you like that? Um, no. Uh, I learned from a young age wrestling at Perry, Oklahoma. Mark, we used to put 13 of the 14 weight classes into the finals of, of the regional tournament. You know, uh, so this was like a regular thing for us to walk into an auditorium on a big fight field, line up for the introductions. And the crowd is booing us because we got 13 wrestlers in the finals. It just <laughs> came along with success. Um, so I kind of relish the fact in it. It, it. It's definitely very fun. Um, I'm definitely not losing sleep about it. Uh, you know, I know Chicago loves me. They're just mad that their quarterback's name is Mitchell. <laughs> I, I get it. Wow. Oh, man. Jake, let, let, let's talk about TJ Jones for a second. And I obviously watched the fight, but our producer, Alex Metz, showed me some interviews and the press conferences before the fight. And you look at TJ Jones, and I wouldn't exactly call him a good representation for Bellator. I mean, the guy shows up at the press conference like he's going to a, a Pearl Jam concert or something. I mean, 
you know, do, do you look at that and does that does that hype you up or do you look at that and you say, wow, I can't believe the guy is kind of disrespecting the fight game a little here? Uh, I mean, I think he was just uh, new to it, new to being on that stage. Uh, everybody's got to go out there and be comfortable. And you can tell from his persona, from his chemistry, he was very comfortable. He had timing. He had that entire press room kind of laughing at me. And I feel like he turned the MMA audience uh, pretty much against me. Uh, they wanted to see the upset. They heard the meatpacking story, and they wanted to see a real-life Rocky go up against Apollo Creed. Now, I'm not saying I'm Apollo Creed, but in this story, I fight him. So, I, anyways, well, we won't get caught up into that. But it was um, – I didn't take it as disrespect. I thought he represented himself and who he was uh, very honestly. And really in television and sports, that's what we as fans want. We want honesty. We want to see you wear your heart on a sleeve and go out there and give it your shot. And if you do, we respect you. And so, um, you know, you look at a guy like that, and I see a Roy Nelson. I see a Tank Abbott, you know. Just because he has a different body type doesn't mean that he's not a professional MMA fighter. Well, I'm not a sizist to the big guys. I'm, I'm, I'm a sizist to the little guys. So, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm one that I admire a guy that's, that feels confident enough to take his shirt off in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> When you don't look like Jack Swagger, uh, we have to commend him oh. for being, just having a, the just having a, the intestinal fortitude, if you will, just to take his shirt off in front of people like that. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. Because um, I wrestled in a t-shirt, uh, in, intimidated by anything um, that I was bringing. Uh, he thought uh, he really could stand in there with me, which is what you need. Uh, you can't go in there scared at all. That's also where you get hurt. Um, and, uh, you know, no one was uh, booing him when uh, he was uh, taunting me all week uh, during weigh-ins, during the press conference, uh, you know, walking out from his corner during the fight for introduction. You know, all those little things mean something, but no one was booing that. Jake, talk about this dynamic when it comes to the MMA fans and the pro wrestling fans. Like, obviously, pro wrestling fans have really embraced MMA because it's become part of the culture now. You know, with Ronda Rousey coming over to the WWE, Shayna Baszler, you know, Bobby Lashley coming back from Bellator. But it seems like the MMA fan still kind of disrespects pro wrestling. Do you feel the same way? Well, the one thing I, I, I notice is like, Pro wrestling fans, they tend to uh, love all the superstars, you know, to an extent. Uh, whereas MMA fans, they seem to, like, want to hate uh, on everyone more. It seems like a little different dynamic. They're both very passionate and both uh, care about it because it is an art. Both are pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. And so uh, it's almost just more of a... An older crowd, definitely, so they're going to be more harsh in the way they describe things and how they view it. Um, but uh, it's just one of those things where you got to know your audience accordingly. Would you say that the MMA world needs pro wrestling more than pro wrestling needs MMA? <laughs> um, yes. Uh, you 
know, you look at anything in sports, you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA, you look at MMA, there's huge elements of pro wrestling everywhere. Because in the end, it's, it is entertainment. They are selling tickets, and they want to do it in such a way that makes money. And so the best way to do it is the best way to do it. Tell the story, good versus evil, something pro wrestling has done for decades now. Something that has made it so popular now is how we have such endearing characters uh, online, social media, YouTube shows that you're emotionally invested in these guys because of that. And that's how you tell a story. Um, and a lot of times steps can be skipped. And so you don't really get that true connection from the fans. Uh, Mark and I, before we had you on this morning, we're talking about you know, Monday Night Raw, some of the deficiencies. And I know you, you've kind of been a little outspoken about, you know, maybe how the WWE has kind of lost its way a little bit recently. Um, you know, as as a pro wrestler as well, what are some of the things that the WWE can do to get the fans reinvested in the product again? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I haven't watched a lot of television shows. I know me and Mark were just talking about games, but I haven't really seen their product in, in quite a long time. Um, I would just feel like personally the whole thing would uh, be better off if they did a season. If they started at SummerSlam and they ended with the Super Bowl with WrestleMania at the end of the year, you got a nice three- to four-month break in between there to reset, refresh, have new characters, have twists on the storylines from from older characters, and just kind of like uh, make the fans want to see it. They're putting out, what, six to seven, maybe eight hours of live content mm -hmm. every week. It's very hard to sustain that type of schedule at a high level, uh, especially with st uh, storytelling. Uh, it's, you know, the old pro wrestling saying less is more well this is the opposite completely understand mark and i were also talking about something else before we had you on can you describe being i mean uh rock hard emotionally exactly what that means Woof, it's the greatest feeling in the world, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I was second that. <laughs> that was not a cup in my shorts. That was a definite emotional bulge. <laughs> um, you know, it's just one of those things uh, that once you feel it, it's throughout your whole body and you have to tell somebody or you'll explode. With this. <laughs> wow. You know, you're, wow. You're definitely going to explode. Woo! Emotionally explode. Emotionally okay. Explode, guys. Okay. Come on. Can you and have. You know, I'm, I'm probably sure that before you started training, you you, you know, you the old women weak in legs thing, you probably go on this little um, extracurricular sabbatical. So once you get that emotional spike in insulin, you probably could, you know, possibly. Well, you know, your body is all about hard. maintaining tolerances, and uh, definitely <laughs> when the tolerance is low, it's going to be uh, more instantaneously rock-hardness. Uh, you mentioned explosion. Can can you have premature emotional explosion? Only if your name is Dave LaGreca. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> he, does, he dips! 
He dives. He ducks. Oh, he's caught with the left hand. He, Dave LeGreg is down. <laughs> Bring out the smelling salts. I don't know. I don't know how to follow up on that one. You can't, hey, Dave. You can't, you know. Because you, I have been in the, I have been an example of premature emotional explosion. Hey, it's before. warm towel. It's warm towel time for you, Damn. brother. Just take that to the Either shower. Either way, I you. hear it's a very healthy thing to let your feelings out yes you do have to do that from time to time last question for me is you know i mentioned you being a champion when it comes to lucha underground you are a champion is there any word on the future of lucha underground unfortunately no um they were very excited at the end of season four they almost wanted to try and get everybody back the following month they immediately filmed season five uh but that didn't materialize and uh we haven't really heard a anything but you know thank you for recognizing me as the current lucha underground heavyweight champion you are and you are a champion and you're doing great things in the world of pro wrestling and in the world of mma and jake you're welcome here anytime even though you made the comment and you spilled the beans quote unquote uh we i appreciate you coming <laughs> i appreciate you coming on today after that big victory this weekend thanks so much thank you man yes, yes. Thank right. you, Big Mark. <laughs> That's my brother, man. There you go, Jake Hager joining us here on Busted Open. Again, great win this weekend. And really, yes. you know, that brings a lot of attention. And that's why I had to ask the question. Now, whether people agree with it or not, I asked the question, Mark, does the world of MMA need pro wrestling more than pro wrestling needs MMA? And, and yeah. Jake Hager thinks... Uh, the world of MMA needs pro wrestling a lot more than the other way around. I think the world of entertainment needs wrestling. Agreed. Not just, I mean, it's, you, you look at every third commercial. You look at every movie, TV show. There's there's like a, a, a bloodlust for wrestling ideology. Like how, how do we entertain? How do we grasp uh, the nation or the fan base is is done better by wrestling than anything else. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know, Jake talked about, you know, emotionally rock hard. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. One of the things that happened this weekend, not only Jake getting that big victory in Bellator, but there was some uh, love in the air, especially on social media. Mm. And this is something I had no idea about. And I guess they were kind of keeping it a secret, but I guess the secret's out, Mark. Especially if you look at the social media for Becky and the social media for Seth. I mean, Becky and Seth are an item. What? Oh, that's... Checking out Seth Rollins' Instagram today. Seth Rollins posted a picture. That's right. Posted a picture a.m. this morning of Seth Rollins, your universal champion, and Becky Lynch, also known as Becky Two Belts, embracing in a kiss on Instagram, Mark Henry. Woo! Sam Hill of Bean yep. is going on in this world. I mean, you talk about a power couple. I mean, that's a power. You're universal champion, and you're SmackDown on Raw women's champion, embracing wow. and a kiss. Wow. I'm looking at this picture. I'm just in shock. I'm in complete shock right now. 
And I'm not not like at a loss for words, shock, because, you know, anything is possible. But, man, that's a lot of titles in that kiss that, right yeah, there. That's a lot of gold. There's a lot of gold man. in that kiss. Three belts. They're going to have to call them three belts. You have a, Seth and Becky three belts. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> you think that the, the bed is ever surrounded by titles? Well, I mean... You don't know what how far this is going, Mark. Yeah, this could well, be this I'm could be, you know, gun, maybe. maybe they're you Am know, I maybe jumping the gun premature. M- maybe they're waiting for wedding bells before they uh they do that. Mm. I mean, wow. that, that would be wrong, but you know, that, maybe that's, that's big what they're news, doing. Though, man. That's, that, that, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so either. Hot take. I don't think so either, Hamble. I like uh Becky and Seth three belts. Let's start yeah, that. Be- hey, Becky and Seth three Hashtag belts. Becky and Seth three belts. Ooh! This and this could cause a little bit of rift between the two. Who gets top billing? Is it Seth and Becky three belts, Whoa. or is it Becky and Seth it's three belts? Becky and Seth three belts. Yes. She has two of the three. That's it has right. To be. And she's the better wrestler. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're speaking objectively, you're one hundred percent correct. And she has nicer hair. I mean, really, Becky Lynch beats she Seth in everything. Hair. Yeah, pretty much what, every category. Yeah, it's it's too wet. It's needs too a guy. He needs to buy a blow dryer. Let's face it. Jeez. So I mean, it doesn't ridiculous. cost that much. With the money he makes, he can buy a blow dryer for crying out loud. Well, I, I tell you what, like, is this is something that I think is one of the points that we should make is why not let the fans in on this? Like, use it on the show. Have them yes. have him go and and sit at ringside and watch her match. Have her go out to hit ringside and watch his matches. And and have people speculate. What in the Sam? I think been? Seth is blow drying his hair. He took it. He took. He took my words of wisdom to heart, and he's blow drying his hair. Seth, you can't blow dry your hair while we're on the air. Yeah, I mean, That's come just, on, turn your microphone off, Seth. Come on, Seth. See, now we have to hang up on Seth. Can I have him on as a guest to talk about Becky two belts, and then we get him on the air, and he's got the blow dryer on. Seth. Seth. Turn off the blood. Seth! All right, we're going to have to. Alex, hang up on him. It's ridiculous. It's unbelievable. It's ridiculous. You get these people on and they don't know they're on the air. It's ridiculous. You know what? That's just an abuse of the. Just the love that we showed him. All that hair. It takes a long time, though, I bet. Oh, my gosh. Have have you ever seen Seth with, with dry hair? No. I mean, he doesn't even towel dry it. Like, for God's sakes, put <laughs> a towel in off, there. It's dripping off the ends. It's dripping off the ends. And well, and by the way, why are you taking a shower before your match? Most people take a shower after their match, not before. Maybe he likes that so so fresh feeling. Maybe a little higher spring. It's a workplace hazard. All that water falling everywhere. I know Walking it could be slippery. Like Can't put that guy You're in a headlock. <laughs> Can't put Maybe him in that's headlock. the point. <laughs> that's an unfair advantage in my book. But anyway. Congratulations to to Becky and Seth. I hope it goes well. And you know what, Mark? I think the biggest thing is what you just said. Make it a storyline. You know, have Becky come out and watch Seth wrestle. Have Seth come out and watch Becky wrestle. That'd be awesome. If if I'm a fan, I'm going to tune in to see what's going to happen and and what are they going to do with this. And it's, you know, I mean, to be an optimist, what if it leads to... Something really serious. Oh, man. It'll be like Macho Man Savage and Miss Elizabeth all over again times 10. 
Oh, my goodness. They could man. be the biggest power couple of all time in pro wrestling. Of all time. I'm talking about Jay-Z, Beyonce-like. This is Jay-Z and and Beyonce. This is wrestling's answer to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Unbelievable. I mean, we're going to have to continue to have this conversation. Damn, I'm good. Mark, we've been kind of accumulating some of the things that we've been reading on social media and some of the phone calls we took today. And actually listening to our guest as well. I mean, both Jake Hager, formerly Jack Swagger, and Nita and Josh all chimed in on that same discussion. And it's funny how, it's funny, it's not even just our listeners, Mark. It's everybody. It's our guests. Like, they're kind of frustrated with the direction Raw and SmackDown have been going into. And... We've kind of accumulated some of the ideas, and we're going to get into it because in just a couple of minutes, Hollywood, the original Glow Woman, is going to be joining us here on Busted Open, and there's a lot going on in her world and a very special cruise that's happening in September that she wants to talk about. But it's it's amazing, Mark. And with Nita, it, we didn't even ask her about it. We were just talking about the, you know, the relationship between Seth and Becky, and Nita jumped in and said, well, you know, they should use that as a storyline because maybe it, it kickstarts something that fans would actually be interested in. I mean, I think we got some really, really good ideas from the Busted Open Nation today, Mark. You know, I think the, the first start of this whole deal should be just what Nita said. Have Seth come out and go, you know, I mean, guys, maybe uh, y'all have heard, but uh, I have a new love interest. And I just want to know, you know, if my love interest loves the being with me as much as I love being with her because, you know, I posted a photo of us together and I haven't seen anything in return. Ooh, wee. And then you have her come out and then have her post a picture on the Tron of he and her in some, uh, romantic type of situation and holding hands walking down a hallway or something and say, is that good enough for you? And have her go through the curtain, him gushing in the ring and you go to break. Like it's, it's, it's very easy to entertain without even there being any violence or controversy. It's just, you have to think outside the box. Is it entertaining to do something that's not wrestling related in a wrestling environment? Yeah. And you can, I mean, you know, the WWE says there's sports entertainment. Part of that is entertainment. And I think we've gotten a lot of good ideas. Mark, you've had a lot of great ideas as well, especially when it comes to the finishers. We took a call earlier about making the finishes mean something because, you know, kicking out of finishers on a Monday Night Raw is not something that you should be doing. You shouldn't be kicking out of finishers three or four times in a match because then it's not a finisher anymore. You know, the title's meaning something. When you have, like... Let's just use the Raw Tag Team Champions as an example. Like, when their introduction, when they're waiting in the ring, coming back from break, and you're not even actually seeing their entrance, you know, when when there's a loss for a champion in a non-title match on TV then guess what? That title is becomes meaningless. It's not strong anymore. And I think that's a big problem is making the titles mean something, Mark. Yeah, I'm... You, you got to make it mean something because if you don't, a lot of this stuff will be left to interpretation and 
a lot of times interpretation is not good enough. You have to be definitive in what you're doing so people can all be on the same page. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier, the first thing you mentioned is flow to the show. And that seems to be a major problem as well, Mark. Yeah, uh, I think that the flow is definitely going to be the biggest concern because you have guys that are not equipped to call everything as it goes. And when you do that, it kind of gets out of line. You you want to be able to orchestrate the show to where the thing that happens first gets everybody up, excites everybody. And you want to maintain a level that does not dip too far. So hopefully they can get all that fixed. Thanks for listening. Catch us weekdays on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.